Hello. Hello, Mrs. Jones. How are you? I'm good. I'm wondering if our listeners had a great week inviting people over to their houses. Oh, yeah. For hospitality. Oh, yeah. We took upon that challenge. Did we take upon that challenge this week? Yeah, we did. We had a breakfast. Do you not remember? We did have a breakfast. You killed it. I did. I killed lots of things and then cooked them. Yes, you did. Well, I kind of went hunter-gathering at Whole Foods. I didn't really kill anything. No. But I did have the spiciest andouille sausage. It was so hot, I wasn't prepared for it. I, uh, that, I, that's why I didn't try it. Okay. Um, but if you were a hunter and you lived around our house, you could kill deer almost daily. Yeah, there's tons of them. What the heck? I know. There was four of them on the road today as I was going to Whole Foods. I want to see a bear. Uh, I don't. Okay. How was this week? Uh, it was a good week. It was a full week. Do you want to talk about your message that you stole from Banning Reacher? <laughs> well, I gave uh, Banning credit, of well, course. Well, then that's not stealing, is it? No. It's so just I just boring. said I'm borrowing Banning's message on family and what family is, uh, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago, didn't we? About personal responsibility and things like that. So I basically, uh, I spent a bit more time on personal responsibility and what that looks like practically, but uh, it was fun. The reaction was very good. It was. And then I I was teaching about the Bible this week. You were. One of our students, actually one of our staff, one of our small group leaders who was hosting me, she said she was praying and she said, what if as Christians in our culture, we hungered for the word as much as we did the presence. Right. What if we were as eager to get into the word of God as we were the presence of God? And I thought that that is just fantastic. Right. So I loved it. I love, I love the word of God. I love being in the word. I love teaching on it and I love teaching students how to read the Bible and I love how to, anyway, I love the whole process. Yeah. Plus I set them up on my favorite software for Bible study. Yes. So they're all uber nerds. Do you want to say what your favorite uh, software is? Well, I have a bunch, but the the one I use for study is um, called Accordance. Yeah, for I Mac. love it. So good. So I was teaching them how to navigate all of that on mm-hmm. Mac, Windows, and iOS devices. Yeah. And it's one of the things that actually they get as being year two students. They get uh, yeah, they do. They Accordance, get, we give them that. They get thousands of dollars worth of Bible stuff yes. for free. Yep. Um, we had some cool healing testimonies this morning, church. Yeah, we, we some did. Cool healings and healing testimonies. Yeah. Do you want to tell them? Well, um, Nathan, I think this was a testimony from last week or the week before. I think it was last week. Yeah. Uh, had somehow damaged his Achilles tendon and was in a lot of pain. And uh, so he went into the prayer rooms for prayer. Yeah, we have, we have healing rooms and prophetic rooms in between our services. Yes. And so he went into our healing rooms for prayer. Mm-hmm. And he said it felt like an ice pack was all of a sudden on his Achilles tendon and then he could totally move it and it was fine. And then somebody this morning, upon hearing that testimony, uh, checked their Achilles, which they were having trouble with, and it was totally better. I love that. So that's very cool. And then we heard an amazing testimony from Baz and Rachel Hall. Their daughter was playing soccer or Mm -hmm. football for anybody outside of America. Mm -hmm. And she got tackled and fell and broke her. I think she was tripped as opposed to tackled, but... But, you know, either way. <laughs> well, somebody caused her to trip. Yes, that's true. Which is a tackle, isn't it? No, tackle means you like jump at the person to take them to the floor. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do no, that in soccer. No, 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 no. Tackling in soccer is where you go in for the ball. This much I know Okay, is where you would slide <laughs> in for the ball and so you kind of tackle the ball away from them. But oh. she got tripped in the process. Okay. So she fell 
and broke part of her shoulder or her arm, she wasn't it? She broke the top of her arm at the shoulder, like, you know, going into the shoulder joint. Well, she didn't know it was broken. She fell, was in pain, mm-hmm. went straight to a care clinic. They x-rayed her and right enough, she had broken whichever part of the top of her yeah, arm, arm was. Mm-hmm. And so they sent her home, said, you need to go to an orthopedic um, place. So they're going to have to put you in a full cast, your whole arm from your shoulder and... And so she was super bummed on the way home. Her family prayed for her. I'm doing the cliff notes. I, I, yeah. I can see you yeah. waiting to jump. And I go, nope, it wasn't it, on the way home. It, it was me, when they got uh, home. And long story short, our family prayed for her. They went back the next day to the orthopedic place and they were looking at the x-rays. It took more x-rays. And, to decide how to set it. Right. Yeah. And they were all confused. They had a bunch of orthopedic doctors come out and nobody could find the break. Which is awesome. Which was absolutely amazing. So they've got the before and the after x-rays. And then she got, she, she, uh, her pain went, but she still couldn't move her arm and there was mm-hmm. no break. Mm-hmm. But she got more prayer. And uh, when she was at home, her family laid hands on her and it popped and she yeah. got full mobility back. Yeah. Went on to win MVP, which stands for most valuable player. Thank you, darling. Okay. Well, Thank you. you and sports. Yes. I'm just helping you. I know. Thanks. And it was just glorious. I love yeah. that testimony. She got to compete in the division, uh, you know, game that she wanted to compete in, which was the bummer for her. Not just having the broken thing, but that she wasn't going to be able to play. So Right. And all the parents were like, wait, didn't she break her arm? And so mom and dad were like, yes, she, she did. did. But Jesus yeah. healed her. Yeah. So, so cool. Oh, Such I a great it. testimony. Yeah. I, that was incredible. Yeah. Also incredible. Yes was our fall festival. It was so good. Our church every year does a festival for fall, hence the name. And, you know... (laughs) Thank you, darling. (laughs) Well, I'm explaining MVP. I'm explaining what a fall festival is. A festival for fall, (laughs) otherwise known as the fall festival. (laughs) And fall for non-Americans is autumn. Uh, Non-North Americans. We would call it fall in Canada as well. Oh, you would? Yes. I just include Canada as America. Yeah, don't do that. Now that I'm here... It's a separate nation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad I sit uh, at the end of a very long table so you can't kick me Yes, I'm still Canadian, darling <laughs> You are Yes I'm still a Canadian permanent resident Yes, only because you live with me I know, you are like sovereign state I am Because I'm with you Everywhere I'm, I go I bring Canada with me I love that According to the Canadian government And I get to stay with you and hence I'm a permanent resident of you That's right Yay So this house, technically, Canada <laughs> 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 as far as the Canadians are concerned. <laughs> okay. Is that why we take our shoes off? Yep. There's a distinct lack of um, Tim Hortons. I, if you start making bagels, I'll believe you that you're Canadian. It's so hard to make a paleo bagel. I think you should devote all your resources to doing that. Forget these drop zones. I want bagels <laughs> that you'll let make me Make me bagels, <laughs> woman. Well, I was going to make some cashew bread tonight for tomorrow. <sighs> why? So that we could have some... Cashew toast with pumpkin cream cheese. Mm, mm. Okay, scrap that. Go online, what? find a paleo bagel recipe. What? Yeah, come on, what? paleo bagels. <laughs> I miss that. Well, now that I've discovered I'm not allergic or intolerant to gluten. You're not, but it's not good for you. No, it's not, but it tastes so delicious. How could yeah. it be wrong? But what does it do to you? It makes me s- grumpy. <laughs> makes me happy. Makes you makes me one of the seven grumpy and, <laughs> and dozy. And um, back to the fall festival. Yes, 
you, Fall Festival. You entered the Chile cook-off. I did. And you were hoping to win. I was. But you were pipped to the post. I was by somebody who'd never made chili before. By the young whippersnapper, Noah Benjamin Stroop. It's true. It's true. It was apparently using his mother's recipe. <laughs> he, and it was good. all kinds of different kinds of meat. Well, why should we forgive him? Uh, because he gave us steaks to eat for dinner tonight. I was going to go for it because Jesus commands us, but fine, oh, you go okay, for the more carnal fine. reason. <laughs> Noah works at a great butcher store here in Franklin. And so I think he had access to some choice meats that, that went into his chili. Yes. And then he only beat me by one, though. If I just voted for myself, we would have at least tied. Right. And if I'd voted for you, then you would have Wh- won. What? Just kidding. I voted for you. Shocking. Yeah. You were number five, right? No. Oh. Well, Noah, then, I think, was number five. Then I voted for <laughs> Noah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really fun. And uh, actually, what was great is the number one prize was a barbecue gift certificate. Like a gift certificate for barbecue. I'm not a barbecue fan. What? Yes, you are making no. barbecue all the time. What are you talking about? You don't think I make a barbecue? No, I don't. When you buy skirt steak and you buy, what's the other kind of steak? Babe, that's not the same thing as barbecue. It's Wait. like going out for like greasy pig stuff. That's you, what barbecue is. You don't is. like brisket? I do. I ate, uh, what, what was the barbecue? What's the barbecue At place? Least. Right next to my dentist. I go to my dentist <laughs> and I sit in my dentist chair. He gets chair. your teeth all nice and clean and then you're like, I'm going to go get barbecue. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. All I can do is smell barbecue. It's so delicious. So I had I had Edley's this week. Mm-hmm. I had the brisket platter. It was so delicious. And it is good. Alabama sauce. I could bathe in the stuff. Is that the red one or the white one? The white one. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. I don't understand white sauce. Any all the white gravies, biscuit and gravy with white mm-hmm. lumpy. No. Mm-mm. Sorry. Were you going to say something about the fall festival other than the chili? No, I just loved it. But several people commented that they were surprised to see me outdoors. <laughs> but I, it was great the Allen outside it was, of his natural environment <laughs> it was so good seeing everybody and everybody seemed super happy and the kids were thrilled and there was s'mores there was um, her, what there was Hershey's chocolate which I taught my children to avoid because it is the plague and instead there was Reese's good. Pieces good yeah which was pretty good uh, in a s'more yeah a peanut butter chocolate s'more I didn't I didn't have a s'more you missed out well yeah s'more would have tanked me I think it was fun watching the kids. MJ, I think MJ wants his own bouncy castle. Everybody wants their own bouncy castle. I mean, he basically would stay on there until they like transferred the new kids in and then he'd join the back of the line and wait to get back on. Yeah, he was a cutie. It was very sweet. We're starting a negativity fast. Tomorrow. So today we can be as negative as we want. In fact, this whole podcast, negative. <laughs> I think it's funny it's called a negativity fast, which in and of itself is a negative term. What do you mean? The alternate name is a positivity feast. So the goal isn't to not be negative. The goal is to be positive. Right. And the byproduct of being positive, and the byproduct of being positive is that negativity is eradicated. If you focus on not being negative and yet not being positive, all you will be is nothing. Well, that's true. That's very true. I, I think, I think I'm going to find yet again, I've only done one or two of these before and, uh, it's harder than, Fasting food. Will it be so positive? Well, babe, first of all, we're not starting till tomorrow. But second <laughs> of all, <laughs> it's, it is it is hard when you don't, you, because you start to realize it when it's coming out of your face. And if everybody around you is doing the fast with you, 
it uh, it shines a light on stuff, I, which is great. I but. think the big revelation in Jeff's teaching in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking all about negativity and positivity. The big thing for me is it's not enough to not be negative. Not yeah. being negative doesn't advance the kingdom of God, but it's actually declaring truths in line with God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I think I'm really excited about it. The, the only downside... Wait, are we allowed to have a down? Oh, it's still Sunday. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Was tomorrow night at Emily, I was going to make <laughs> some observations on the cultural climate surrounding the American elections. Yes. But it's almost impossible to do that because I'd have to be addressing negativity and we're on a negativity fast. Yeah, tricky. But it's not, uh, the negativity fast is not, not seeing an issue. Yeah. Isn't that one of the things that it, they tell you? It's not not being able to see an issue. It is. Yeah, maybe I can still do it. I, I don't know. I don't entirely know what I want to accomplish. I, I think every time I look at this, the election situation, or every time I read everybody's posts on Facebook or Twitter, or I, I'm I'm thinking there's got to be a better way than, mm. than the way we're currently approaching it. The mm-hmm. difficulty is I don't know what that better way is yet, but I've been praying about it almost nonstop for a couple of weeks. Just saying, Lord, help, help us. What's what's your solution? What's your perspective? Right. Anyway, I guess we'll never find out tomorrow because I'm on a negativity fast. <laughs> Speaking of a negativity fast, our topic for this week is, it's a little long and a little wordy, but it's bracing for impact or believing the best. And it all started with a dream you had this week. Do you want to talk about your dream? It did. Uh, it I mean, it kind of all started with me telling you the dream and me thinking, ha ha ha, wasn't that a funny dream? And then you actually pointing out what the dream was about, which I had completely missed. So I had basically had a dream where um, you and I were getting, uh, we were doing like a re-vow thing, you know, like, a, you know, when people hit their Renewal 10 year, Yeah, or their 15 year or whatever. So we were going to do that. And a friend of ours was in the dream as the person hosting the wedding. And so we were at his house and he was saying, hey, you can use our summer house for, I think it was, he called it a summer house or whatever, uh, you know, and the grounds and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And and then, you know, boom, instantly we're there. Um, but the whole way through the dream, while this friend of ours is trying to be lavish, I am trying to figure out the Pinterest way of doing everything. What do you mean by that? Well, like I'm, I remember thinking I'm in the dream, I'm talking to Shannon and I'm saying, you know, if we buy cucumbers, um, we could do a bunch of appetizers on cucumbers that look really good, but aren't as expensive. You know, I'm trying to figure out, cause I know there's a lot of people coming and I, I'm afraid that we can't actually afford to feed them. So I'm like trying to think of the cheapest way to do everything. Right. And then, you know, at one point I say to you in the dream, you know, could I, could I get a dress, you know, and I'm trying to convince, like I'm in the dream, I'm like, I'll try and find a dress for under 300. And if I can't, then I won't, you know, and you're like, babe, it's fine. Like we're celebrating. And the thing was all the way through the dream, I didn't know how to celebrate. I just knew how to survive something or get through an event. And this friend in the dream is an exceptionally wealthy 
friend right who keeps course correcting you going no that's not what i mean like in the yeah. dream he's willing to foot the bill for all of this right and you're not picking up on that right and even when you do pick up on it you're still setting your sights really really low right yeah so at one point like he comes in while we're talking about the food and he's like no you don't understand like we'll have a we're going to have an actual meal. And so I right away go to, which is quite funny given our previous conversation. Oh, well we'll do barbecue. Cause that's cheap. Like it's cheaper to feed people barbecue, you know, and you don't and, even like barbecue and I don't like barbecue, but the point was I was, um, yeah, I mean, I was uncomfortable with spending money on me or something that I would enjoy. Right. And, you know, in the whole, in the background, I'm thinking about, oh yeah, we get to go, you know, on a honeymoon. And then I'm thinking, well, where's a reasonable place to go and do that? Like everything was the, the downgraded version of something. So anyway, we're driving in a church last Sunday morning and I'm telling you the dream, just thinking, ha ha ha, wasn't that a weird dream? And you said something like, hey, so... Looks like God's still touching on that thing where you can't be celebrated. Right. And it never, it, I didn't put two and two together at all. I just thought, huh, random dream, which will be funny to all of our people that do dream interpretation, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so I've spent some time this week, you know, talking to one or two people. I spent some time uh, with my cousin just telling her about how I arrived here and crying and uh, I, I still need to kind of work it through. And that dovetailed with my excitement about both Thanksgiving and Christmas this yeah. year. I know it's October, folks, forgive me, but I'm already excited about Christmas. <laughs> and because Christmas is coming, it feels like Thanksgiving is the precursor to Christmas. Well, it does help that we have a three-year-old that's counting down days until his birthday into Christmas. So. Well, every day he says, is it my birthday today? Yeah. We're like, son, we'll, we'll tell you when it's coming. We'll, <laughs> we promise. We promise. <laughs> and he keeps, you know, we celebrated little Johnny Ratliff's birthday. And MJ said, he looked around and he was taking notes. He was like, on my birthday, will I get cards? And on my birthday, will you buy me a birthday present? I'm like, yeah. And on my birthday, will I get a birthday cake? I'm like, honey, yeah, absolutely. You will be celebrated. <laughs> Apparently he told Cindy this morning he'd like to have his birthday at Monkey Joe's. <laughs> it's the jumping you oh, just he, can't get enough jumping. Well, he just loved jumping. Yeah. But the point was, the Lord was just really revealing in your heart that you're bracing for impact. You're setting your expectations and your sight so low so that you can't be disappointed. Or in the areas where there's an opportunity to be excited, yeah. you're still not allowing your heart to go there. Yeah. I mean, so not as badly as 10 years ago or five years ago kind of right. thing. And the Lord certainly has driven a lot to the surface since then but it's still i think it's still the same source and um what's the source well i think the source is really losing my dad so i don't have an enormous amount of great memories of my dad from when we were little but the one thing that he was great at was celebrating things so he was really good at christmas he was good at birthdays you know you felt like he wanted to be there he thought about presents like he really uh, you know, my, my love language is gifts. So mm-hmm. he really thought about like you would open something from him and you knew he had seen you see it months before and he'd gone back and got it and then hidden it. And, you know, like he, he just was great at that kind of stuff. And so when he died, our whole family kind of just shut down. None of us wanted to celebrate anymore. 
And then when we kind of started trying again, it was like this uh, horrible, dilapidated version of celebration. Right. You know, where it was like, well, I, you know, I got you a bobblehead Jesus or I got you a whatever. It's the thought that counts. And to me, I was like, oh, yeah, but there's no thought. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Like, just give me a card. Um, so birthdays, I would say for a good, well, until you came on the scene for about 15 years or, you know, maybe 10 or 12 years. I can't even remember. Um, let me think. No, 14 years. Birthdays were super painful and Christmas was super painful. Like I would just be like, as November is approaching going, oh, it's coming. Like, and I have to survive this. Wow. And so I would just, I couldn't wait until January 1st and we were finally past having to look happy. But you're not like that anymore. I haven't seen that side of you, but the residue is still there. There's still something going on in my heart where I realize that I'm heading into the holiday seasons and, uh, there's still something that, that God wants to out in my heart about being able to celebrate. Meanwhile, I'm on the other side of the fence going, I can't wait. And I'm making my yeah list of things to do with the girls yeah. and MJ. And I'm thinking about th- this year is going to be the first year. I think the first year that we're home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because in, in previous in years. many years, yeah. So I'm excited to think about that. Yeah, me too. And we have double ovens. Um, we have double ovens. You can cook two turkeys at once. Well, it wasn't really. I was thinking about the vegetables being able to be cooked in something different. Yeah, vegetables. You know. Think pavlova. Ooh, ooh! Now you're talking. Yeah, I. You know, I can get excited for the kids. Out of girl. I mean? No, but I mean, like, I can, I can get excited because they're going to love it, and so. And actually, I want to be excited. I used to be the kind of person that would start listening to Christmas music in July. Like, so glad the Lord fixed that. Well, right. But I mean, uh, yeah. So anyway, just realizing that there's still there's still stuff that the Lord wants to free my heart from the residue of. Well, it's interesting, you know, back to this positivity feast. Yeah. When Jeff was preaching this morning, he quoted one of my favorite people, Chip Judd, and he said, your life will not go any place your words have not gone first. Yeah. So the antidote to your predicament is all these declarations or proclamations about how good Christmas is going to be, how good your birthday is going to be, how good Thanksgiving is going to be. Yeah. And actually setting an expectation for your heart to follow. Yeah. And I mean, you had an amazing birthday last year. I had, I did. I, I just, and I didn't know how to process it. And that just registered as trauma to you, didn't it? Well, um, yeah, it did. And then, you know, I, you know, afterwards being able to go, oh, wow, I don't actually want to register good things as trauma anymore. So that's, that's been an ongoing, uh, an ongoing thing that the Lord's been talking to me about this year. Anyway, I think, I think the cool thing is with Jeff calling the negativity fast or the positivity feast, uh, that heads me all the way through my birthday and through Thanksgiving. So, um, it's, it's great to have to, uh, align with what God's saying rather than, uh, previous scenarios. And I think probably, I mean, I don't imagine I'm the only person that goes into the holiday season uh, bracing for impact, for lack of a better word, you know. Um, but I think, I think there is a challenge for all of us to just be able to go in believing that God is who He says He is and that He's good and that there's blessing waiting for us. 
in the midst of something that maybe before hasn't been the most fun time for us during the year? Well, I think that that truth is applicable in a wider sense than just celebrating. Like, I think the way we face life, are we bracing for impact or we actually believe in God's going to meet us in this day with an amazing thing? Sure. So I would challenge our listeners who are listening right now, like, what are you facing and what are you having an expectation for? Yeah. Like, what is on the other side of this podcast? Are you listening to this on the way to work? What is your expectation for your day? Like, are you on a plane going somewhere? What's your expectation for when you land? And that whole thing of actually having an expectation that God is going to meet us and upgrade whatever we're facing is a fascinating way of looking at life. Yeah. And I think you end up with the results of that. Yeah, you. of course you do. It's the whole belief expectation cycle that... What what you believe and what you declare sets out a red carpet for anything to land on. So if you're expecting negative things, you will reap negative things. And if you're expecting and declaring positive things, more often than not, that's what you're finding the fruit returns to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the keys that people don't understand in living this abundant life is having an expectation. But the funny thing is, I think people think, well, I would have an expectation if good stuff happened to me. But my point to that is, good stuff has already happened to you. Right. And you you can insert an expectation anywhere you want. You don't have to wait for good stuff to happen. To pr- you can't live by your circumstances. You have to live by the promises that God's given you. Right. And at first that feels fraudulent. Do you remember when we did our ungodly beliefs? Mm-hmm. And they give you these godly beliefs. Mm. And the godly beliefs seem far-fetched. Yeah. They're like, but I don't believe any of this. Well, you declare it so that you do believe it. Our friend Surpresa says, in the West, you see it, then you believe it. But we believe it, then we see it. Yeah. Yeah. So That's the challenge, isn't it? It is the challenge. So maybe it's birthdays, maybe it's Thanksgiving, maybe it's Christmas, but maybe it's promotion, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's an outcome that you're waiting to hear. Maybe it's, who knows what it is, but examine the fruit of your expectations and determine, are you bracing for impact or is there an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come along and go, hey, why don't we believe the best and see what would happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good, babe. Thank you to everybody who's written in with listeners' questions. The listeners' questions we've been getting of late are uniquely personal questions that don't scale up well to public audiences. Answering so, them on air, yeah. Yeah, well, what I mean by that, they're, they're rather than being these kind of broad, easy-to-answer questions that would be generally applicable answers, they're very specific pastoral issues, which there's no way we can answer responsibly without knowing the person or the situation. Yeah. So if you've not heard us answer your question, we're really sorry. It's, it's probably a question that's better suited to your pastor somebody who knows you yeah yeah. rather than somebody over the internet but thank you for sending them in i I appreciate that if you want to join in with the 40-day positivity feast that we're doing at grace center you might want to get steve and wendy backland's book called igniting faith in 40 days they are sold out on uh, bethel store because we bought all the copies (laughs) but you can download the pdf or you can get it on kindle i'll put links in the show notes to them if you want to join in with us for the next 40 days and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I'm super excited. We'll be able to talk about it for the next couple of weeks and just sort of say what we're seeing happen, which yeah. is ex- it's great. Uh, just before we let you go for the day, 
I just want to remind you that we have Heaven Declares coming up at the end of October at Grace Center. And uh, we have Jamie Galloway coming in, as well as Leif Hetland. And Andy Squires is leading worship. So I'm really looking forward to meeting Andy Squires. Same. I missed him last time he was here at Grace Center because we were away away. ministering. Yeah. But when we came back, everybody was talking about how awesome he was. And he seems like a great dude. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. And it'll be fun to tell Jamie about all the different things that he prophesied over us that have all come true since the last time he was here. Last time Jamie was here, he gave us a prophetic word and all of it has come to pass. Yep. So. Which is amazing. I should give him a taco. Yeah. Let's buy him a. One, just think, one taco. I think that's his ministry statement. We'll prophesy for tacos. <laughs> we'll prophesy for tacos. The other thing I was going to say, if you are not living in the Franklin Nashville area and you're like, oh, thanks for telling us about all these awesome conferences that are happening, you can join us. We have a live stream for the conference. If you go to gracecenter.us, you'll find information about that. Um, and I will put links in the show notes to the conference information. But we'd love you to join us. We think it's going to be an incredible conference. We love doing them every year. Yeah. Apart from that, have a glorious week filled with positivity. identify the areas you're bracing for impact and start believing the best. Have a good week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses They talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone 